You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Hey, Vision Sunday. How many is this is your first Vision Sunday with us? Just raise your hand if it's your first. Wow. Wow, a lot of you. Well, you are in for a treat. Uh, I'm telling you, if you were here last week for Shredder Sunday, that's kind of like part one uh, of this whole thing that we do. And there's a reason we do it that way. We want to shred. I know everybody had some stuff to shred from last year, right? Uh, if, if y'all had never had some stuff to shred, 2020 was the year to shred some stuff. But, uh, but 2021, we want to now, now that we've left behind the old, now the old life is gone, we want to look forward to the new. We want to see what is God doing that's new? What's God doing that's exciting? What's God doing in my life? And how can I attach my faith to that? And, uh, and I love Vision Sunday because, you know, every single year, uh, my wife and I, we write stuff down. I've been writing stuff down ever since I came to this church on Vision Sunday. And almost every single year, it's like everything comes to pass. And I, I put some serious stuff down on here. And, uh, and I was believing because we, um, for our vision card last year, I was, there were two big things still left on that list. Two big things. Two big things. And, uh, and it's rare that I go into the next year and not see those things happen. And so we were believing. And I was, pray, I was literally praying. And I, I had said it a few months ago, a couple months ago. I said, God's not done. December's going to be an incredible month. And uh, I was really preaching to myself uh, because I needed the faith to believe God was still going to do it. And we got a check last night that came through right before Vision Sunday that made our Vision Sunday the big thing come to pass. Um, And so God is not done. If he will reward someone like me, I promise you, he's no respecter of man's. He will reward someone like you because all we got to do is attach our faith. So uh, Vision Sunday. So I got some advice. I'm going to give some practical advice to this. Everybody got one? Everyone got one here? Okay, you can wave it like you just don't care, or you can just, you know, sit on it. That's fine. Um, but what I want you to do is throughout this message, throughout today, I want, I'm, I'm believing that God will speak to you about things that you're believing for. Now, when I first started to do this, Vision Sunday, I just put down, like, only material stuff. I would put down, like, I want this kind of car. I want this raise in my job. And those things are good. I want this amount of money. I want this how I want, and that's good. But what I want to give you the advice of, because... The reality is when you achieve something, right, when you, when you walk into something, whether it's a title um, at, at work, whether it's a promotion or whether it's a, whatever it is, whether it's a house, a certain amount of money, that, that's not fulfilling. It's a good thing to achieve, but it's all about who it makes you, right? There's, there's a mentor of mine. He's, he's, he's passed away now, but uh, I still listen to his books, read his, you know, watch his videos, all that stuff. And one of the things he said was, don't set a goal for what you will achieve. Set a goal for what it will make of you. Set a goal for what it will make of you. So he's like, yeah, set a goal to be a millionaire, sure. But don't set a goal just to have a million bucks, even though that's going to be pretty awesome. Set a goal because of what it will take to make you a millionaire. And most people set it in reverse. They're just like, I want a million bucks. But the problem is if you get the blessing from God before you're ready for it, it will take you out. I can attest to this. Number one uh, victim right here. Not victim, but it was my fault. I take responsibility for it. I was 19 years old, and I thought I could handle $100,000 inheritance cash um, because I thought I knew what I was doing. I had, thought I had right friends around me who would tell me what to do with it. Um, and that is the opposite of what happened. The problem was I wanted the thing before I was the person that would be ready for the thing. There's a reason why, and I ended up losing all of it in case you haven't heard that part yet. Um, but God's restoring, right? And, uh, and so the beautiful thing is what God does is, is you look at a story like Joseph. Joseph had a dream of ruling and reigning, basically being like this head honcho. And he was like 17 years old. So he went and told his brothers that he was going to rule and reign over them. How many know that's probably a 
bad idea. And, uh, and so they ended up throwing him in, in a pit, and then they ended up selling him off uh, for a few shekels to some Egyptians. And so he spent the next 13 years being developed into the person that could rule and reign and serve others. And so what I found was, just like you hear of these lotto winners, they win $500 million and then four years later they're broke. How does that happen? Because they were not ready for the blessing. The Bible says that those who inherit their blessing too soon, it will not be blessed in the end. I wish I read that seven years ago, right? Um, but I'm grateful I know it now. And it's the same reason why you see millionaires who lose everything and, and file bankruptcy two years later come back and are even bigger than before. And I'm using monetary examples just because it's easier for most of us to picture. We talk about that a lot in the workplace. So I wanna give you kind of an idea. There's six human needs, and then we're gonna get into the message. But I wanted to get really practical here. There's six human needs that psychology says we have. And most people will goal set around four, and that's great, but you should really, if you wanna live a life fulfilled and achieving, goal set around two, and, and really write a vision card around two. So the four are significance. Everyone needs to feel significant in some way, shape, or form. Some will get it in a healthy way, and some will get it in an unhealthy way. Let me tell you, don't get it from your position. Don't get it from how much money you make. Don't get it from anything you do. Get it from Jesus. Get it from God above, because if he says that you're worthy, trust me, there's nothing that can happen to you on earth that can take that from you. So don't, don't, don't set a vision around significance. I, I want this job title, I want this thing. So the second thing is certainty. Every single human being needs certainty. Let me tell you, don't get that from how much money you make. Don't get that from how much is in your bank. Don't get that from the partner you have in your relationship. Get that from God. Make your faith solid in God where you're certain in God. Even if there's a storm around you, trust me, it's just a good thing to have your certainty in him. The third thing is variety. Variety. We all need variety because too much of certainty you're gonna do something to mess it up and go crazy. So get your variety from God. I can tell you, God has no problem giving you variety in your life. God has no problem switching it up. God has no problem surprising you. He's a good father and he wants to make sure you're not bored with your life, but you're living a life of, of joy and, and excitement and all those things. So get your variety, not from going crazy and just, you know, I think that's what happens sometimes when, you know, people talk about a midlife crisis. They've been certain for so long, they've been down this track for so long, and now they gotta mess it up because they need variety. So don't get variety from the world, get variety from your heavenly father. And the fourth thing, the fourth basic human need that we all meet is love and connection. That will train wreck your life if you put that in another person. That will train wreck your life if you put that in an image on a computer. That will train wreck your life unless you put it in God above. So make a decision that you're not gonna go, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna believe I'm finally gonna feel loved. I'm finally gonna be connected just by finding a spouse. No, you won't. No, you won't. Only complete people and complete another person can come together and actually have a functioning relationship. So find your love and connection in God. Okay, those are the four ones. Those are the four ones. Those are the four ones I would not recommend. I would not recommend putting a lot of, of energy into. Here are the two that most people, 90%, will not meet in their life, but are the spiritual ones. Psychology calls these the spiritual needs, the ones that actually make us feel fulfilled. Number one is growth. Growth progressing. We all need to grow and we need to grow because it makes us feel fulfilled. The, God says that I will take you from glory to glory, glory, that the way of the righteous spirals upward. So the life of a Christian, the life of a believer is actually one that grows, it ascends, it spirals upward. So make a decision that I'm going to set, I'm going to set, I'm going to put something on here that's going to cost me. What's going to, what's going to be growth for me this year? What's going to be growth relationally? What's going to be growth for me financially? What's going to be growth? It doesn't matter. Growth in any single area, put it down put it for all of them. The second one, and this is a huge one, we grow so that we can contribute, so that we contribute. Um, the Bible says it's blessed, more blessed to give than to receive. He's not just talking about money. 
He is talking about money, but he's not just talking about money. He's talking about everything. Find something that you can give your life to. I personally decided when I got saved, I'm giving my life to the church. I'm giving my life to the only thing that Jesus is doing on this earth is building his church. So I decided I'm just gonna attach myself to that. Find yourself a way to contribute, whether that's here, I recommend here. It's a fun place to serve. It's a fun place to contribute. It's a fun place to give. It's a fun place like... I love giving to this church, not just financially, not just because I'm on staff, not just because I'm a pastor, but because it changed my life. Find something to give to. It could be, um, it could be you know, a different ministry. It could be whatever. Just find something to contribute towards. So if you can, if you can really set your vision card around what you're going to grow in and what you can contribute in, I promise you it's going to be life-changing. I promise you it's going to be life-changing. Um, so now we'll get into the message. So 2020 was meant to be the year of vision, right? 2020 vision. Like, I can't tell me how many Instagram posts I want to go back on and just, but I'm not because I'm, I'm more mature than that now. Um, but honestly, by the end of 2020, it was like very distinct. There were a group of people who had given up and there were a group of people who, who persevered and realized, wow, this is the time for me to shine. This is a time for God to actually work in my life. Because how many know that God's still able? He's still able in the middle of a famine. He's still able in the middle of economic crisis. He's still able in the middle of political unrest. He's still able. He is still able. In 2021, I know it feels like nothing's really changed, but I promise you, it's because a year can't change anything. So many people look to a new year, it's like, well, now everything's gonna change my life. Not if you don't change. So I want us to get us, I wanna get our minds right to know that God is still able in the middle of, it, it does not matter. God still worked for people in, uh, in communist Russia. God still works for people in communist China. It does not matter. Now, is communism good for us as Christians? No, it's not. I don't want to have to do underground church, but I will because God's still able. Nothing can stop what God wants to do in your life, but we have to accept that, acknowledge it, and embrace it. So 2021, I really believe, is a divine opportunity for us as the church to step up and step into our divine assignments, our divine opportunity, because there's never been a more opportune time to be a believer. There's never been a more opportune time to see God move in our lives than 2021. And so there's a famous verse around vision. We're gonna, we're gonna look at a few different versions of it. Proverbs 29, 18. You guys can put up any of the three versions. I'll just start with that one. Okay, so where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. Basically, when we don't listen to what God is saying, when we don't hear what God's saying, when we don't get a, a vision for what God is doing in our life, people cast off restraint, but happy is he who stays in alignment with God's way. Okay, we can go to the next one. Uh, when people do not accept, and this is the same verse, just different, different version. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. 2020. 2020. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. That's why believers can have rest and joy and peace and all those things, even in the middle of craziness, because we accept divine guidance from above. All right, last one is amplified. Where there is no vision, which is, if you want to know what vision is, no revelation of God and his word. The people are unrestrained but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. Really simple. Find out what God's doing and just get in alignment with that. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. Find out what God is saying about your life and just say amen to that. And the beautiful thing is when we delight in God, he gives us the desires of our heart. So that's all we need to do. It's, it's a really simple thing. Just say, God, I'm delighting in you. I'm choosing to surrender my life to you. I'm choosing whatever you will in my life, I will accept. And the beautiful thing is, it's not like those things in your heart, those big dreams, those, 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 the, the, what, whatever you have in your heart, God's actually put there. 
if it's in alignment with his word and his way. So the title of this message today is Find Your Way. Find Your Way. Because 2021, we're going to find our way. We're going to find our way in 2021. So it's really simple if you're taking notes, which I recommend. It's a good thing. Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to get you into heaven, but it could definitely get you some booster points when you get there. Is, uh, is number one, know his way. Know his way. For us to find our way, we must first know the way of our creator. Makes sense, right? So Genesis 1 verse 1 is the first scripture we're going to read. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Stop. Okay, so if God created everything, why would I try and do things my way? If he created everything, if he created you, if he fashioned you, if he formed you, if he knitted you together, if he created a purpose for you, why would I try and search anywhere else? I wish I had this revelation when I was younger. I wish I had this. It was like, okay, God made me. So if God made me, I'm just going to get in alignment with his way of doing things. It's the same thing with like uh, one of these podiums. Like I would have no idea what this is for. Like, unless other people, obviously. But imagine you just walk into a room and you've never seen a podium before. And you're just looking at it and you're like, what in the world is this? What, like, what's this? Like, why? But imagine the, the creator of it's right there. And he's like, oh yeah. You just put your, you know, you put your Bible there, you put your, your thing there and then you just read and you, you speak to, oh, okay. When you understand what the creator is saying and you know the creator, he can tell you what the purpose is. But if you don't know the creator, you're not going to know the purpose. So the first thing we need to know is get in alignment with, with God. So Matthew 6, says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Once again, stop trying to find your own way. Find God. Find God. Know God. Know his way. And everything else will be added. Proverbs 14, 12, one of my favorite verses. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. See, there's a lot of gurus out there. There's a lot of people that will tell you, this is the way. This is how you feel fulfilled. This is how you live your life. This is how to blah, blah, blah. But it's way ends in death. I want to find life. And the Bible says that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So unless it's in Christ, it's not good. Unless it's in Christ, it's not good. And let me tell you, there's a lot that's in Christ. There's a lot that's in Christ. It's not just, I have to show up, you know, at church twice a week, and that's the only thing that's in Christ. No, you prospering, is in Christ. You being fully healed is in Christ. You experiencing joy and peace in the middle of, that's in Christ. So there's actually a lot. The, the abounding life is the life in Christ. So that's the one I want. And lastly, Psalm 103.7 says that, uh, it's talking about Moses. And it says this, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. It's one thing to know what God's doing. It's another thing to know who God is and how he thinks, and how he looks at you. And I promise that will change your life. Uh, we cannot know the purpose of something until we know the creator and his ways and his thoughts. Uh, when I first uh, kind of was figuring this out as a believer, I, I kind of looked back, and because the reality is I, I tried for 22 years, 21, 22 years, to find vision for my life, basically to do this without God. That ended in complete, because the world tells you, follow your heart chase your dreams. But let me tell you, if that's not in God, it ain't going to work out. Your heart is deceivingly wicked, the Bible says, which is like very anti what the world tells you. And that's very confusing um, until you know God. And then you're like, wow, that makes total sense. And so I went to, I went to like Tony Robbins conference. I went to 
everything you could possibly sink your teeth into because every single human being, whether they admit it or not, are looking for the purpose for their life. Are look, what God, what are you doing in my life? And they might not even say that, but they mean it because you cannot find your purpose until you know God and his purpose. And so don't follow that advice of follow your heart. Follow what God's saying. Follow, fall in love with God and whatever he wants you to do, find that to do. Until we know God and his ways, we cannot discover our own. And I want to pause right there and just take a moment to pray for some people because there's no point in me going further for those of you who don't know God, who aren't in a relationship with Jesus Christ until you get this answer. So I want, if everyone could just bow your head, close your eyes. Uh, if there's anybody in here today and you're saying, and, and I would ask you the question, is your soul right with Jesus? Are you in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you know him? Because promise me, he knows you and he wants to know you. But until you have a personal relationship with him, you're not going to find your purpose. You're going to wander aimlessly like I did for 22 years until you surrender your life to him. If there's anybody like that in here, maybe you're like me, you never knew God and at 22 years old, everything shifted. Or maybe you once knew God, you walked with him, but then, you know, you just fell away, ran away, whatever it was. And now you're saying today I need to get back on track because I can't have a 2021 like a 2020. I've got to have a new year. If there's anybody like that on the count of three, just lift your hand just so I know who I'm praying for. I just want to who I'm praying for. One, friend, God loves you. Two, I promise you'll never be the same. Three, if you could just lift your hand just so I know who you are, just so I can include you in my prayer. Can you lift your hand a little higher just so I know who I'm praying for? Beautiful. I see your hand. Beautiful. I see your hand. In the middle, I see your hand. Incredible. I see your hands. I see your hands there in the back. I'm going to wait just five more seconds. There's just one more person. You're just saying, shut up. Shut up. Don't ask again. One more person. Someone waited for me. Beautiful, beautiful. I see your hands. Incredible, incredible. You guys can all look up. We're gonna repeat a prayer right now just to invite the God of heaven. There are about six, seven people who just made a decision for Christ. And that's a beautiful thing because not only will you find yourself in relationship with God, but being in relationship with God, the Bible says that he gave us access to heaven. He gave us access to heaven on earth and in eternity. So we're all gonna say this together. I want us all to pray this because we've all prayed it before. But if you said this prayer for the first time, if you raised your hand, I want you to say this with all your heart, with all your might, because we're gonna invite Jesus Christ into your heart. So um, let's all say this. Dear Jesus, thank you for what you did on the cross. I receive your free gift of salvation, of life, of health, of abundance of a life that is heaven on earth. I repent of my sin and I fix my eyes on you. I declare you are my savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.